Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Good morning, everyone. I'm Jack Ward, and this is the world's longest-running and largest showcase of modern audio drama, The Sonic Society. Here, as always, my personal therapy host, David Alt. Thank you very much, and good morning, emotional support, Jack, and everyone. Uh, still reeling from the Battle of Ruritania, Sandor reluctantly travels to the remotest corner of Australia to help with a daring rescue mission. And with that introduction, we're pleased to present Robert Eisenberg's new heroine, Elizabeth Crown, and episodes one to three, and they all begin right here. On the Sonic Society. The following was produced with support from the Rhode Island State Council on the Arts. For more information about RISCA, visit RISCA.online. There we are. Davy, you still in the lab? Oh, hello, Max. Yeah, still here. What are you doing? Oh, just, uh, finishing up a project. Well, shake a leg, mate. The match starts in 20 minutes. I'll be there. Do right, you'll be there. We need our wing. Right, where was I? I told you, mate, I'm coming. Davy. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you Davey were... Davy Wilson? That's right. Uh, can I help you? Oh, good. They said you'd be here. Well, I am, Mr... Eugene. Do I know you? No, I don't think so. But I'm a fan of your work. My work? What do you know about my work? Oh, quite a bit, actually. Say, um, I'm just finishing up here. Headed to a rugby match. Maybe we could chat on the way there. No, no need for that. I just need you to put this over your face. What? Put this over your face. Uh, sorry, Mr. Uh, Eugene, but what are you Take about? Take this bandana and put it over your face. Is this a joke? No. It's not a joke at all. Well, well, I'm not going to do that. I hoped you'd say that. You hoped I... <laughs> Whoa! Oh, Jesus! Just breathe deep. Breathe
The Adventures of Elizabeth Crown presents The Last Walkabout, Episode 1. November, 1923. My dearest Elizabeth, at long last I have arrived on the coast of the Kimberley. After such time at sea, I was never more relieved to cross a gangplank. The season here has turned nearly to summer, and the air is peppery with heat. I have spent many days resenting my passage here, to the remotest corner of Western Australia. But I am here now, and I am committed to my purpose. Wells Point is a seaside town, known mostly for shipping. There was little to greet me but a flock of seagulls. I only hope I have not wasted my time, nor the time that we might have spent together. I shall write you soon, my darling. Yours always, Sandor. Just a minute. Good day, Mr. Wilson. Call me Tommy. Are you Sandor? I am. Eke Terraru. <laughs> Eke Terraru, indeed. <laughs> Pleased to meet you, mate. Come on in. Have a seat. Make yourself at home. Hush, Barley, that's enough. It is quite all right. Barley, is it? That's him. Come, Barley, come to me. There you are. Much calmer. Nadia Nydish. Would you look at that? Never seen him melt before. He is very handsome. Cattle dog, yes. A mutt more like. You want him? Ugh, I have a pack of dogs already. But if only I could. Well, welcome, Sandor, to Will's Point. Care for some coffee? Uh, perhaps later. A little brekkie? <laughs> You've come a long way, I know. That is kind of you, but I ate at the hotel. No worries. Fewer eggs to scramble, eh? For now, I hope you will enlighten me, Tommy, as to why I am here. Down to business, then. I like that, Mr. Sandor. I do. Your cable said a kidnapping. That's right. A student at the college. A technical school, but yes. Do you know him? I know of him. He's a friend of my son. Ah, your son. Also a student. That's right. So, we've met through him. David Smith, yes. That's the one. Goes by David. And so, if I may be so bold, why have you asked me here? Well, <clears throat> it goes like this. I don't know who took him, but I reckon I do know why. Very good. Let us start with this. Right, so, Davy. I already had an eye on him. My background is biology. Zoology, mostly. Yes, so I have heard. Marsupials. Uh, right. But science is my life. Whatever sort. I love it all. Especially, of course, uh, the uncanny. So, Davy is a chemist. Uh, th that is, a, a student of chemistry. But quite a 
precocious. How so? He's a lab rat. A real self-starter. And I have a hunch. He's discovered something. After hours, you might say. Something chemical. Something metallurgical. Metallurgical? A new element. Not a new element. A new purpose for an old element. Getting warmer? Surely you do not mean... Go on. Does he plan to convert one alloy into another? Like uh, turn lead into gold? I suppose that is what I mean. Then, yes. That's exactly it. My God. What man has tried to do for centuries? And was he successful? Has he done this? I don't know for sure. But it's very likely. I see. This is hearsay, mind you. But he was getting close. I'm sure of it. That would be a dangerous skill. If anyone knew. Well, clearly someone did know. Or found out at any rate. So, there's your why. How do you know this? He wasn't as private as he ought to have been. And you were watching him from afar. That's right. I knew the Order of Sashat would take an interest. But then he was gone. Just like that. Disappeared. Left the lab in shambles. No one's seen him since. And that is when you sent the cable, asking for help. Right-o. Well, where shall we begin? His friends, his family... Well, that's just the thing. I knew you'd need some weeks to get here. I've taken that trip myself, and I know what a slog it is. So you have done legwork? That's right. I talked to everyone he knew. Teachers, confidants, and I learned a thing or two. In fact, I know his whereabouts. You know where he is, this Davy? I know exactly where he is. Then, is this not a matter for the police? Well, no. No? Well, you see... And again, Mr. Wilson, with all due respect, why have you asked for me specifically? As I said, call me I was in England when you cabled. Surely there is someone closer. I don't need someone. I need a fighter. Explain to me, please. Davy's in the bush. The bush? Fifty miles inland, roundabout. An old ghost town. You know this for sure. Bloody oath, mate. But how? There's time for all that. Here's the crux of the matter. It's harsh out there. The desert alone will kill you. And then, whoever has Davy won't give him up without a fight. I don't need some copper. I need the best. I need a fighter. And I know your reputation. I heard what you did in the war. What you did in Ruritania. You're the man I need. So, it is a rescue mission. That about sums it up. In that case... Yes? I think I will take that cup of coffee now. <laughs> Coming right up. Just mind your step. The whip snakes are hard to spot. The whip snake? Is it venomous? Sure is. Won't kill you, but uh, you might end up wishing it did. Ever been to Australia before? Only once. And only to Sydney. Ah, the big city. That was many years ago. Yeah, well, 
It's nothing like the West. Completely different world out here. Oi, there it is. The automobile. To right. An Elvis 1250, to be exact. This is your car? Oh, crikey, no. I wouldn't be caught dead owning something this nice. This one's a loner. It is beautiful. And reliable. This one should take us the first 35 miles. The last 15 are up to us. There is no road to this ghost town. There is, but um, they'll see us coming. Of course. Now, where is that key? Where ought it to be? Under a rock, he said. Hmm. There is no shortage of rocks here. Not that one. Not that one either. It's around here somewhere. At least no one else found it first. That would hold things up, wouldn't it? Listen, Sandor. I hate to ask, but, uh... You know how to handle one of these things. You mean, can I drive a car? Well enough, I am self-taught. If you do the honours. Gladly. But Tommy, may I ask? Ask me anything. How did you lose your hand? Oh, well, I was born with a hook. (laughs) I see. No, it's from my army days, back in Africa. Fought the Boers. Well, I didn't fight them. I was a field medic. But, uh, they didn't seem to matter to the snipers. Rifle shot right through the wrist. Not much to amputate after a shot like that. I'm sorry. No worries. It was half a lifetime ago. Not a bother, except for driving cars. I'm glad to hear it. How about you? Me. The eye patch. Oh, the eye patch. Was a uh, youthful indiscretion. Bong on a blue, did you? I am not familiar. Got into a fight, I mean. Ah, yes. A duel, actually. Like, with swords? Yes, with swords. Blimey. I'll bet you have some stories. Wasn't over a Sheila, was it? There was a woman involved, yes. But she was not the reason. Well... Once we've got Davy back, seems you and I should have a drink. At least one. <laughs> That's the spirit. <sighs> now, where is that bleeding key? Do you mean this one? Well, I'll be stuffed. Where'd you find it? A magician never reveals his tricks. <laughs> right then. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, tonight... <clears throat> We pack up, get some shut-eye. In the morning, we'll drive to a spot I know. And then, we hike from there. Over the ridge, and the ghost town is in a valley. We'll get the drop on them. And if we are outnumbered? We head back here, regroup, call in reinforcements. How's that? Very good. In which case, I must retire now to my hotel. I have some correspondence to write. Tomorrow, then. Bright and early. Tomorrow, yes. And Sandor. Yes, Tommy. Thank you for coming all this way. I don't know what's waiting for us out there, but I think the odds are in our favour, knowing you're here. We will find him, Tommy. 
and we will bring him back. I hope so, Sandor. I do hope so. You've been listening to The Last Walkabout, Episode 1, written and performed by Robert Eisenberg. Music provided and licensed by Audioblocks.com. For more information about the exciting field of uncanology, visit ElizabethCrown.net. Anybody there? Hello? Bloody hell! Good boy! Good boy! Hello? Anybody? Who, who are you? Alright. Outside, you will find a table with food and water. Thank you. Three doors down, you will find a machinist shop. Within, you will have all the equipment you require. I... I don't understand. Require for... for what? To continue your research. How do you... how do you even know about... see me again, but I will see you. Look, mister, I I reckon I'm not even who you think I am. Please, mister, there's been a mistake. If you attempt to speak, I will know. If you attempt to escape, I will know. And you will be punished. Listen, this is baddie. I'm just a student. I'm, I'm just a kid. I don't even know what you're talking what about. Feel like this. Wait, what? But wait, wait, please, just don't do that again. I'll do whatever you want. I just, I just, who are you? I am Dr. Vermeer. The Adventures of Elizabeth Crown presents The Last Walkabout, Episode 2. My dearest Elizabeth, this is the final letter I shall send before embarking on my mission. I shall continue to write, of course, for what could ever stop me, and shall post the moment I return to Wells Point 
Today, I join Tommy in the wilderness to find the student called Davy Smith. And I must confess, Elizabeth, I regret that I have come. Not long ago, my heart would have leapt at such a task. A daring rescue, the whiff of unknown danger. How I yearned for such assignments. But I fear the fire has dimmed. Perhaps it is age, or loss, or the repetition. Above all, I anguish that our reunion is once more delayed, and by paltry affairs in the farthest corner of the world. I miss you. I miss you beyond the words of any language. And when I see you again, I have important things to share, for you to hear and consider. But now I ramble. In a few short days, I shall telegram to assure you of my safety. Until then, my love forever and always. Sandor. Here we are. Are you all right? These bones aren't what they used to be. Are you sure you wish to go on? Right as rain, Sandor. Let's empty that boot, shall we? One rucksack. Two rucksacks. One Lee Enfield 303 rifle for you, and one service revolver for myself. Uh, what else? Contour maps of the area, water enough for four days, food, two swags for sleeping. That ought to do it. Shall we begin? Let's shall. Time check. It is half past eleven. Have a rest, if you require it. Oh, I, I very much do. Uh. <sighs> Bloody hot out, eh? Tommy. Yeah. You see, down there, in the valley. Where? You see the boulder. The, the very large one. Right. To the right. In the brambles. Is that... <laughs> ah, that, Sandor, is a bona fide kangaroo. Osfranta Rufus, to be exact. The red kangaroo. My God. And actually, from there, see, uh, three o'clock and six. Three o'clock and... Oh, yes. Two more. At least. Might be a whole mob. Hard to tell from this far. I never get tired of spotting them in the wild. There are plenty of blokes who hate them, shoot them on sight. But I do fancy spotting a roo. They're like a wood sprites, covered in fur. 
They are striking. That was my first report for the Order of Sashat back in uh, 05. There's a kind of tree kangaroo, a special species that has its own writing system. Writing. They use uh, bits of ochre right out of the soil to leave messages for each other in the bare rock. Not a glamorous study, but uncanny all the same. We should keep moving. Right, let me just get situated. Oh, God damn it! Are you alright? Bollocks! Is it your ankle? I twisted it. We should go back. Uh, no, no, no. No, it just... Surprise me is all. You are injured. I can walk it off. Tom, I'll be fine. We will lose time. Damn it, Sandor. I know what I can handle. I've gone walk about in the bush for 52 years. Don't you think I know myself? Can you put weight on it? Of course I can. Ah. See that? Good as new. If you say so. I do say so. Let's press on, shall we? As you wish. There we are. Oxtail soup. Piping hot. Thank you. Just like Mum used to make it. Except for the tin can. It is very good. Sorry I blew my top back there. How is your ankle? Better. Much better. But it could have gone either way. A bad step like that. If my wife had seen me, <laughs> I'd never hear the end of it. Your wife? She is not at home. No. Not anymore. You are divorced. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't leave Martha for the world. Forgive the question. No, no, it's it's all right. She, uh... She got sick. She has passed away. Heavens, <laughs> no. <laughs> She's quite alive and kicking. <laughs> she had a uh, nervous breakdown. Oh, my... This was a while back now. Martha was always a little balmy. That's what I liked about her. But, um, something happened. Something snapped. Tantrums, always hollering about something. Broke all the good china. <laughs> Crying fits for hours. And worse. Doctors didn't know what to do, so... After a while, I had her committed. Worst day of my life. She's in a sanitarium now, near Perth. I am so sorry. Well, time heals everything. Just, uh, not Martha. And your son? My son? Um, well, uh, he's strong, resilient, 
always been uh, book smart. He would visit her every month or so. He would visit her? No more? I, I mean, he does. He does, still. Uh, I have a harder go of it. It's not a pleasant thing, seeing her like that. How about you? A bachelor, I take it. You presume correctly. Perhaps not by choice. Unrequited love? Oh, the love is very much requited. But not the proximity. How do you figure? She is far away. And she cares a great deal for her profession. Ah, a modern woman, eh? So to speak. What's her name? Elizabeth. Not... Not Elizabeth Crown. The same. You know of her. <laughs> oh, I should say so. In the order, she's a bit of a celebrity, I'd say. Is she now? She was with you in Ruritania, wasn't she? She was. We all heard about it. Through the grapevine, that is. Never met Miss Crown myself, but uh, she's got quite a reputation. The other members are always banging on about her. Yes, I can imagine so. Didn't know the pair of yous were uh, sweethearts. Sometimes it is hard to know for sure. Does she play hard to get? No. I do not think she wishes to be gotten at all. And perhaps that will always be her way. But since you have raised the issue, I am compelled to confess I have come to a crossroads. How so? Let me show you. Oh, I see. I've got very fine taste in rings, I gather. It belonged to my father. He died wearing this very ring. Of all the women I have known, it is only Elizabeth who deserves to wear it. And yet, in all the years I have known her, I have little idea what she will say. Yes, no, I dare not even guess. When will you propose? As soon as I am finished here, I will take a steamer to America, a train to Pittsburgh, in my heart, I know. The time has come. And I hope you are pleased to hear. You, Tommy, are the first to know my intentions. Well now, seems a shame we can't toast the occasion. That would feel appropriate. Well, good thing I thought to bring this little bottle of bona fide Pilbara moonshine here. <laughs> a man after my own heart. Let no moment go uncelebrated. To your proposal, Sandor. Good on you, mate. She'll be lucky to have you. Thank you. And to our mission, may it be swift and successful. It will. I know it will. Tommy. Yeah, mate. Is it common for a man to visit these hills? <laughs> Not at all. This is as far off the beaten track as it gets. Why do you ask? I see a campfire. A what now? You see, on the opposite ridge. Damn it all. We should put ours out. No, wait. We cannot spare the water. Right, right, of course. Who in blazes would be out here? He is most likely asking the same question. V. 
fingers crossed we haven't blown our cover. We should keep alert. I will take first watch. Well, if you insist, I do. And in the morning, we shall see who this stranger is and what it is he wants. You've been listening to The Last Walkabout, written and performed by Robert Eisenberg. Music provided and licensed by audioblocks.com. For more information about the exciting field of uncanology, visit elizabethcrown.net. The Adventures of Elizabeth Crown presents The Last Walkabout, Episode 3. Hello? Who's there? Good day, Davy. How are you, mate? Bloody hell. Max, is that really you? Of course it is, Davy. I'm not dreaming. No, I'm really here, Davy. How? I mean, what are you doing here, Max? I was brought here. Brought here? Taken, you mean? That's right. Just like you. Bloody hell. How, how long? Six days, roundabout. Well, well, crikey. I hate to say it, but it's bloody ripper to see you, mate. I haven't seen a soul in oh, 20 days, give or take. I feel like a frog in a sock. What are you working on, Davy? Max, are you alright? You don't sound uh, like yourself. You sound uh, a bit off. It must be the heat. Uh, right. Right, of course. It is a scorcher, eh? Oh, I can't believe you're here, mate. Six days, was it? That's right. And, uh, you met that, uh, doctor. Dr. Vermillion. Yes, I've met him. Right, well, right scary, that one. That, uh, devil mask he's wearing. And that voice. What are you working on, Davy? Uh, well, 
Max, uh, I'm, I'm working on uh, the same thing that I was doing at the lab, at school. Can you show me? Well, uh, sure I can. Uh, nice to say something aloud, instead of staying in my head all the time. So uh, I'm calling it Transelementigraphy. Until I think of a better word, I reckon. How does it work? It, um, well, uh, you see, uh, those bars there, they're made of lead. I think they were left for me, along with the rest of this lot, machinery and so on. So, I'll use this old furnace, heat it up, 625 degrees Fahrenheit, at least, and then I use, uh, these bits here. So, this here is radium. And it's hard to explain, but I need a certain level of isotopic density to uh, trigger the uh, uh, transmographic uh, reaction. So, uh, <sighs> are you all right, Davy? Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I've never done it before. I've done simulations. I've written out the mathematical models. It ought to work, but uh, I don't know for certain. Not really. It's just a theory. And uh, using all this old junk in this hot box of a building, nobody to talk to. I'm going tropo, mate. <laughs> I really am. It'll be all right, Davy. I have faith in you. Thanks, Max. I must go now, but I'll see you soon. Wait, 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 Max. Going, going where? I can't tell you, but everything will be all right. But uh, how do you know? Do you know, Max, about this place? The men out there. Men? You know, the, the men. The workers, guards or something. I don't know who they are. All I know is that Dr. Vermilion told me not to talk to him. Oh Christ, I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk to you. You can talk to me, Davy. But best not to talk to them. Right. Okay. See you soon, Davy. Max, uh, just, just one more thing. Yes, Davy. Come back when you can. All right. Don't let me go, buddy. I'll see you soon, Davy. How is your ankle? On the mend. Thank you, Sandor. And you slept well, like a babe, when I could. You? Well enough. How's our friend on the ridge? Difficult to say. He is too far to see with binoculars. Well, we'll give him a wide berth. Will we not lose time? He's due north of us. We're headed northwest. We shouldn't cross paths at all. Might he not be a scout? Well, what else can we do? Mosey over and tell him hello? That is not what I mean. 
Well, I'm all ears. What should we do, Sandor? All I mean to say is... What in blazes? Get down! What? On the ground! Damn it all! Two and a half seconds. Come again. The bullet struck the camera. Two and a half seconds later, the report of the rifle. Right. So, speed of sound, 1,000 feet per second, 2,500 feet. Half a mile, give or take. Lucky thing, he missed. No. No, the bastard missed. We can count our lucky stars. Tommy, he struck a camera from such a distance. It was a warning shot. A warning shot. He wants us to know he can kill us at any moment. Ah, I see. He wants us to leave this place. Well, I'm not giving him the satisfaction. You must go. Come again. He must see you pack your effects and walk away. Rubbish. Tommy. I'm not going anywhere. Listen to me. We must convince him you are gone. And whilst you go, I will climb the ridge. I'll go with you. Tommy, you are hurt. I must be quick. And quiet. I will catch him off guard. And what if you don't? What then? Tommy, you requested my assistance. Because, as you say, I am the best. Allow me to do what I am most suited to do. Right, of course. Go on. I'll play decoy. That is a good man. When I have overpowered him, I will send you a signal. Two shots in quick succession. Two shots. Got it. I will see you soon. Good luck, mate. My dearest Elizabeth, I cannot describe the tension of that moment. To climb a ridge I have never seen. To stoop so low in the hopes that I shall not be spotted. To watch all the while for snakes among the rocks. To know at any moment I might walk into a trap. And then at last, to sneak behind a boulder. To step so quietly into the camp of our antagonist. To see his bivouac, his cooking pot, and the man himself crouched in the gravel, rifle in hand watching the place where I myself had slept, to aim my pistol at the back of his head. Do not move! Set down your weapon and step slowly away. You shouldn't be here, mister. But I am here, and you will set down your weapon, or I will kill you where you stand. You're breaking the rules. I make the rules at the moment. Now drop your weapon. No. Do as I say and you will not be harmed. You will drop your weapon. This is not a joke, young man. I'm not joking. I give you a final warning. I will shoot to kill. So will I. Count Azust of Venkovar. What did you say? Idiota!
Sandor, you all right? In a manner of speaking, yes. Where? Where is he? Over there. Crikey. Dead? Yes. It was him or you, I gather. I believe it was. Ah, tragic thing. Poor, stupid bastard. <sighs> I wish it could have been another way. Well, he shot at us, didn't he? Still, he is so young. Is he? I saw his face before he fell. Well, young or not, might as well have a look at him. Be my guest. My God. What is it? No. No, no, no. No, this can't be. What? Who is he? It doesn't make any sense. What does not make sense? Tell me. It's Max. Max? Who is Max? It's Davy's best mate. From school. From, from boyhood. You are certain? Bloody oath, I'm certain. I've known him all his life. I knew him since he was knee high. And now... I'm sorry, Tommy. You talked to him? Yes. You warned him? Of course. I would not kill a man in cold blood. What did he say? Say. You warned him, and then what? He said... Anything at all? Yes. He said my name. What? He addressed me by my name. That can't be right. You've never met the kid, have you? Never. You must have misheard. What's another word that sounds like Sandor? But no, it was not my Christian name. It was my title, Count Ejust Avinkovar. That can't be right. I heard it, clear as crystal. No, it can't be. Tommy, he knew who I am. No, 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 it makes no sense. Not you, not Max, none of it. Tommy. Max McDowell studies figures. Fancy's working in a bleeding bank. If he ever touched a rifle, he'd drop it on his toe. He's no, he's no bloody marks. Tommy, calm yourself. You calm yourself. This is rubbish. Every bit of it. Could he be someone else? No, it's him. He has no brother, no twin. Two sisters, half his age. I'm telling you, it's him. I know that face anywhere. But it can't be him. It's not possible. Tommy. What? Look at him. What about him? You see where I shot him. What are you on about, Sandor? Look. The bullet hole. In his forehead. I see it. Not that I want to. So what? What do you not see? I'm in no mood for riddles, Sandor. Just... Blood. You see? There's no blood. How is that possible? Dehydrated. No. There would still be blood. This is not natural. I must see something. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute. What do you need to see with a knife? Give me a moment. No, no, wait. Don't you touch him. Stand back, Tommy. No. You'll desecrate his dead body over mine. He is dead, Tommy. His life is over. There is nothing that will change this fact. But we must know what we are up against. 
or his death will be in vain. You understand? Be gentle with him. His mum will have to see that face. What is he? What do you see? Max. What? Tell me! He is... a machine. You've been listening to The Last Walkabout. Written and performed by Robert Eisenberg. Music provided and licensed by Audioblocks.com. For more information about the exciting field of uncanology, visit ElizabethCrown.net. And that's this week's show. Check out all our show notes on sonicsociety.org for Elizabeth Crown. Send us your thoughts and reviews through your podcast players and your email to mutualaudio at gmail.com. Until next week, when we return with a fourth outing of Elizabeth's and a return of an old friend, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This is Jack Ward, and on behalf of everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times.